Hello and welcome to another thrilling episode of uh, LORP or the Liquid Water Enhancer Review Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. Uh, if you feel like you, well, my social media is at Michael K. Newton and uh, michaelknewton.com. We'll go to a website that I made uh, that's kind of like an online, like creative CV of previous, uh, I don't know, like failures mostly, but also projects that were completed and never really became a thing. Uh, but what we're here for, of course, is uh, there's a whole world of these liquid water enhancers and I couldn't find anybody reviewing them and I quite like them and I quite like talking about things. Uh, so I'm doing that for a bit. Uh, I'm doing that right now. This is episode three, uh, in previous episodes in the, in the premiere episode, we talked about Mio sport orange. Uh, I believe I gave it a three out of seven. Uh, and in the last episode, we reviewed the Kool-Aid liquid water enhancer cherry flavor, and that got a, uh, a, a pretty respectable six out of seven. This week, we're diving into my notes. And again, my notes are simply just the acronym for this show. And uh, yeah, sometimes I, I've mistakenly called it the liquid water enhancement review podcast, but it's it's not like a a spell that you cast in a tabletop game it's enhancer it's the product itself that's being reviewed not the act of so it's a liquid water enhancer review podcast and i need that written in front of me because i'm a complete idiot um yeah we're 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 going into more branded content here uh not not of the show itself but the uh the subject matter uh, this week's Liquid Water Enhancer that I'll review for the Liquid Water Enhancer Review Podcast uh, is Jelly Belly brand, to tell you the truth. Uh, and this is where I get a little excited, but also a little confused because I know Jelly Belly as the jelly bean company that makes like a billion different flavors. They're the Baskin Robbins, you know, 31 flavors plus a whole bunch more of of jelly beans and i know there's other brands that do the same thing and quite possibly we're doing it, it a while ago you can find like you know like this jelly bean tastes like vomit and it's like cool like tasting vomit isn't fun um or this this jelly belly tastes or jelly bean i don't know if it's a jelly belly one but uh i don't know like t tastes like uh a freshly recommissioned garbage truck where there's like a hint of garbage but also a whole bunch of bleach and then you buy them and you gross each other out um i don't eat jelly beans because of the gelatin uh i'm not i don't feel like i'm missing out i haven't been to many parties where people were passing around like the gross out jelly bellies or whatever brand does them again um but i have been to parties where people do that and it, it you do feel a little like oh I want to try that, but I, I shouldn't. Um, just as a, 
it's not even a promise you make to yourself when you decide you don't want to eat something for like a moral reason. It's just, you're, you're not doing it. And, uh, I sometimes pride myself on my, uh, ability to take things that give me pleasure in my life and, and tell myself, you're not allowed that. Like, no, you're not drinking for three years or time to quit smoking cigarettes, even though you love it. Um, or other stuff. Um, it's like a goal you set that sometimes amounts to something and sometimes amounts to nothing, but it's just like, it's a game you keep your brain playing. Like you got to stay on your toes. What's in that bread? You know, uh, I, I can't have that, that mint because there's honey in it. <laughs> I don't know. All that ridiculous stuff that we bother ourselves with. Um, <clears throat> so I haven't ate a lot of jelly belly recently. Uh, and and the part that excited me when I see that Jelly Belly is doing liquid water enhancers is again there's there's so many variants there's so many flavors are they going to make a liquid water enhancer for all of these flavors I doubt it there was there was maybe at the grocery store yesterday when I went and I picked out two of these to review because I have three days off from my job. Uh, starting this morning, which is why I was up at 5 a.m. and couldn't get back to sleep because that always happens. On the days I'm allowed um, by law or, or, or by, you know, the ugly concept of employment, uh, <laughs> which I could use a whole lot more of at the moment if anyone's looking at michaelknewton.com. Um, I don't have a license, but I'm willing to learn. Uh, anyways, uh, it always happens to me when I have a few days off and nothing planned where I just, I wake up at the earliest possible, not the earliest, I guess like a minute after going to sleep would be the earliest possible, but I got to sleep around, I want to say midnight last night. I got up at five as my, my partner, my girlfriend, uh, she still works in the city that we moved out of. So her commute in the morning, um, not that you need to know, but it's really, really long. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't mean, I don't know many people who do a longer commute and I don't know very many people who want to. Um, but she's killing it. So I get up with her and I wait to hear that she's made it on the train. And then, you know, she says, Hey, I got the train. I said, okay. And usually I go back to sleep. Uh, but today I couldn't, which is why, uh, what did I, I spent the morning, I cleaned my Twitter there was thousands and thousands and thousands of inane garbage tweets from February 2009 uh, going way back. It started when last evening I wanted to, I was thinking like, oh, the end of the year is coming up, but also the end of the decade. Uh, I'm recording this on, where are we? November 19th. Had to check the day and month. Uh, and the previous days I've been making my like best albums of the decade list you know and best is a bad word to use because people often i think mistake best with most popular and there's always that argument like you know if, if you're looking on a streetscape and there's 50 pigeons and a couple other variants of birds but they're scattered are the pigeons the best because there's more of them and more people see them or possibly no it's what do you like best so i made my <clears throat> There's, I think, 25 albums from the decade of 2010 to 2000 and wherever we are now. 
uh, my favorite of the decade. And I was making that. And while I was making that, I was thinking, what was I up to? What did I do on New Year's 2010? I can't remember. I can't remember a lot of New Year's. There's some New Year's I've been told about, and I won't forget. So I was trying to think, well, what, what, what did I do 2010? Because that was like 26 or 7. It was a bad year. Um, what did I do 2010? I couldn't remember. So I started like thinking, I can go back. I can go look at my old, old tweets and see what's up. And uh, all I could really tell is in 2010, um, Twitter was a lot more microblogging uh, and the blogging of the like live journal sort as opposed to like Blogger or WordPress where there's content. Now there's so much content and everybody has a thing. But back then it was very, very just like stream of conscious tweeting, which is what I still always kind of did. Um, but but also it was this period where I th- I don't think Twitter held images yet. So you had to use, all I could see when I look back at those old tweets was a bunch of attached media from yfrog.com, which I think was like an image hosting site that whatever Twitter app I was using, I wasn't doing the push to text Twitter updates. I just couldn't like, no way am I tweeting a 140 characters in a text message. Um, back then now it would be like, there's no difference, but, uh, Oh God, what was I talking about? I'm losing it already. It's so early. It's so early in the morning and so early into the show. Uh, anyways, yeah, my Twitter back then was just a whole bunch of like broken image links. So I don't know what was going on. Uh, I don't know what I was doing in 2010, but it made me think like, Ooh, there's like, there's thousands and thousands of instances where, um, I don't think I didn't say anything, uh, well, it depends who you ask, I guess, but like cancelable or overtly stupid and and uh, I guess ignorant or or at least ignorant in like a hateful way. Um, but I was 24 and I was pretty dumb and I was drunk like 90% of the time. So a lot of the tweets are just like, oh, I have to go to work and I hate it. Like dumb, dumb, dumb. So yeah, I woke up and I deleted my Twitter not not the whole thing. I deleted every tweet prior to, I think, the one that said I just deleted my Twitter or cleaned my Twitter or something like that. I thought that was a good place to start or a good place to end, right? Right as of immediately. Uh, but when you do that, you can request it. You can request all your media and they'll send you a big file with uh, like .js files of... I don't know, everything, all your interactions, all your media that you've sent privately to and from somebody. So mine was like a whole bunch of like screenshots of like, can you imagine this person said this to like friends? Uh, which was funny to go back, look over 10 years of. And then also like all the media you posted. So all of the images of, you know, within that 10 years, I spent six or seven seasons like going to TFC matches, saw them get to the playoffs and lose, saw them get to the playoffs and win the final year. And then I couldn't afford the tickets anymore, but there's all the images from that. There's all the images from like just stupid musical projects, like album coming soon. And I, uh, I tried to make a, a project under the name, the color of love. And it was, uh, it was weathering heights read by several different like 
free online audiobook kind of sort of because Wuthering Heights is like public domain now, uh, Bronte's and uh, read by several different people, like chopped and skewed over original music. So instead of listening to the audiobook or reading the book, you had the book kind of played to you with a musical background. There's actually some of it still on Bandcamp, on some Bandcamp somewhere. But, you know, like announcing that that project is going to be finished, and I never finished it. I got to like chapter four um, of of scoring it, I guess. Uh, but it was interesting. A look back, memory lane, we're going into 2010, or sorry, 2020, Jesus Christ, shortly. And uh, <clears throat> I thought it was nice to just uh, kiss all that stuff goodbye. So uh, I did that. I changed my logic my logic plugins folder was so messy of all these like free plugins that I've downloaded that don't run properly or are useless like EQs that I don't understand and never will because the music I make just sounds like the music I make no matter what I do to it. And, uh, it uh, it was bugging me because every time I wanted something I needed, it was like, oh, you have to scroll through this and this and this and this and this. I don't know if you use Logic Pro. I don't know if there there's like better plugin management for any other DAWs. Uh, I've never been an Ableton person. I tried. I went to like a Moog Audio Ableton session so long ago. Uh, I think they were fresh out of being in the same spot as uh, Cops Records right next to the Condom Shack on Queen Street West. If you remember, like not old Queen Street West, but not recent Queen Street West. Yeah, I went to like a intro to to Ableton using like a copy of Ableton I got with a MIDI controller when I was in my early 20s. And um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Maybe you have a suggestion. At Michael K. Newton is how you can get a hold of me uh, and go view all the tweets that don't exist anymore. Um, regardless, I cleaned that. I've been meaning to do it for a while. I took my laptop off the computer stand that it mostly lives in defeating the purpose of it being a laptop and I moved it to this little chair that I bought um to relax in and I don't do a lot of relaxing I usually just kind of sit there and it's right next to this boom box that I got a couple months ago from Value Village for five bucks so I'll listen to CFRU 93.3 which is Guelph's uh campus and community radio station I'll sit there next to it and I'll listen to it like a really pathetic grown man (laughs) sitting nearly on the ground listening to, uh, I don't know, some show that aired originally a year ago. And I try to learn things about this new new, uh, city that I've moved to. And I'll hear like, oh, here's some upcoming shows coming up. And it's like for last May or something. It's kind of a bummer. But uh, I sat there. I took the laptop off the desk and... I went through my plugins folders and I moved all my favorites to a favorites and I got rid of a lot of old crap. I felt really good about it. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to record episode three of the Liquid Water Enhancer Review podcast. And that's where we are at this very minute. Early in the a.m. So it's on Jelly Belly. What flavor though? It's a Jelly Belly Liquid Water Enhancer. But the flavor, I bought this because there was like, I don't know, like strawberry, um, cherry of the Jelly Belly. Green Apple was kind of, I'm a little intrigued about how Green Apple uh, green apple Concentrate 
liquid water enhancer would taste. Uh, but instead I bought Island Punch because Island Punch is like, there's a lot of variables. What is Island Punch? When I think of Island Punch, I think of, uh, I guess grapes, pineapples. What else? Haven't been to a lot of islands other than the ones that we all kind of live on, like continents. Let's Google. I'm just going to type Island Type in with one hand because I'm holding the microphone with the other, by the way. I know how to uh, type with two hands. I'm not a complete. Okay, Google. Island Punch Instructables. Island Punch Island drinks are the cocktails of the summer. Meant to be enjoyed. Oh, one sec. There's all this like pre, what's it called? Pre-roll when they dump all this stuff you don't care about reading before you get to the content. And look, it's for... All of all of the like Google AdWords ads that are targeted to you are for Waves plugins in front of me right now. All of them, all over my screen. Waves Abbey Road, TG Mastering, Waves H Reverb, Waves Silver, Waves Butch Vig Vocals. Bring back some of that '90s rock production. Waves Kramer Master Tape. Computers always, always learning from you. Uh, cocktails of the summer meant to be enjoyed while laying under the toasty summer sun on a beach towel or lawn chair. I give you that option. Uh, with the sound of the ocean waves lapping at the edge of the beach. What a pretty picture. It's too bad not everyone is privileged enough to live near a beach. And then there's a frown, like uh, those two dots on top of each other and then the little bendy line that... I don't know, bends inwards. Uh, so for those of you that can't make it, this drink is for you. It's perfect for everyone, really. Like we need an excuse to get a little tipsy teehee. Sit back, relax, and imagine yourself. Picture yourself. Imagine yourself in an island paradise, sipping on some fruity punch. So their recipe to make island punch is one ounce of silver rum. I don't have any rum. Uh, two ounces of orange juice, two ounces of pineapple juice, float of grenadine, mix the rum, orange juice, and pineapple juice in a Collins glass filled with ice first, float the grenadine on top, and garnish with an orange wheel and an umbrella. Enjoy. So, and then teacher's notes. Did you use this instructable in your classroom? Out of teacher's notes. So, I don't know, maybe cocktails 101 at DeVry or any of those community colleges. Uh, so da, 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 what else is there? Not much else. Uh, just a bunch of recipes to make Island Punch. Oh, what is this? Island Punch Jelly Belly. Okay, so I've got a bunch of images of Island Punch Jelly Belly, the actual jelly bean uh, snack, not the liquid water enhancer. Okay, if you go to jellybelly.com slash island punch jelly beans slash C slash 80, what do we have here? You can buy 10 pounds of them in bulk for $89.99. Jelly Belly Island Punch Beans in bulk, tropical and fruity flavor, perfect for events like weddings. Yeah, so there's really not a whole lot on the flavor as we try to find out together what island punch oh wow there's like ratings per flavor here of the different jelly bellies best flavor yet 
made a great wedding flavor, had to eat a few while I was putting them together, says Di, D-I, from West, West Islip, West Islip, New York. Um, great flavor, wonderful. Uh, here's, here's a review from Jill from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, submitted 10 years ago. The Island Punch Jelly Belly Jelly Bean has the wonderful chewy soft texture and light shell accent that we come to expect in the Jelly Belly Company. Its pastel color makes it perfect for formal occasions. So we'll note that because the, the packaging here, the Jelly Bellies are, they're like this purple and it's a very specific purple. If you remember from about 1994... Yeah, it was 94, SummerSlam 1994 to 97 when wrestling started getting like kind of like really PG-13. The Undertaker's uh, ring attire, uh, he started and it was black with like gray accents, like gray gloves. He had a little gray, I think a, a gray tie. He was an Undertaker, right? So this is what he wore. Um, his boots were like a gray covered fabric. Uh he died in wrestling or he, he was put in a casket at the Royal Rumble 1994. This is a wrestling podcast, by the way, uh, Royal Rumble 1994 by Yokozuna and like Ludwig, Ludwig Borga and like all these other like heel wrestlers, uh, who was the head shrinkers were there. Um, crush was there anyways. He got, or was this SummerSlam 95? It's the one that Leslie Nielsen cameoed and he did a, uh, oh, what was the Leslie Nielsen spy movies? Spy Loaded Gun? No, Leslie, I'm going to Google this. I'm Googling so many different things. Leslie Nielsen. The Naked Gun, Naked Gun. Uh, it was kind of fresh off like Naked Gun two or three or a couple years off of it where, you know, the WWF could afford like a, a tie in for the summer. Um, and anyways, the undertaker was murdered, uh, in the ring (laughs) by Yokozuna. Uh, and then they put him in a casket and then he like floated to the sky in this really bad, if you're a wrestling fan, you, you know, you can go watch, um, yeah, it was 94. Yeah, 94. Royal Rumble, 1994. Uh, and near the end of the Yokozuna versus The Undertaker casket match, they do this terrible, terrible, like, um, <clears throat> practical lighting effect thing where it looks like just the skeleton from The Undertaker, like just the bones, uh, like, but in a ghost kind of form, rises from the casket up, 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 up to the ceiling of the hockey arena that they taped it in or whatever. Uh, and then it's like, the un- where'd the Undertaker? We don't know. And then you didn't know for months. And then uh, the Undertaker returned, but he was evil, but it was actually a fake Undertaker. Uh, who played fake Undertaker? I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. You don't care. Uh, anyways, so when fake or evil Undertaker that we didn't really know is fake, especially if, if you were nine, it was like, whoa, like maybe the Undertaker looks like a completely different person, but uh, he's evil now. Uh, kept wearing the gray and then 
the other Undertaker, this new Undertaker that had a purple uh, accented outfit showed up and he like he took the power back by beating. So it was Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. And Leslie Nielsen was on the hunt for the real Undertaker. was like the tie-in with him. This purple is the exact shade of purple of the Undertaker's like second or third big uniform change. You would know it if you're a, if you, I don't know, if you were a child that ever saw wrestling uh, as a child in the 90s. If you're a person that ever saw wrestling as a child in the 90s, you'd probably, when you say like Undertaker purple, people know what Undertaker purple is. It's a shade. Uh, That's the color of the packaging. Now, in this person's review, they say it's a pastel color. So we'll have to see when we squirt this in the bottle, which is why I originally got on that tangent about The Undertaker, uh, what color it turns out. Because it's not always the same color. It it dilutes, right? So anyways, rest of the review. uh, Perfect for formal occasions. People really like putting jelly bellies out at formal occasions, it sounds like. Uh, Can you imagine putting all those like gag, like terrible tasting ones out at a funeral? Uh, It's unique, slightly tart flavor is a good contrast with the sweeter jellies that are found in the variety packs. However, it's not particularly distinct enough to have me grabbing at this flavor first. Though it's not one of my personal favorites out of the variety pack, if you were to buy these in bulk, you won't be disappointed. It's still of high quality texture and flavor. That's from Jill in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, reviewing the Jelly Belly Island Punch Jelly Bean which on today's Liquid Water Enhancer Review podcast, we are going to be trying the liquid concentrate flavor version of the Jelly Belly Island Punch. So we're going to get to that now. I'm going to open it up. And as of usual, I'm going to have to make a quick cut here because I also, I did not bring in any water. So I don't know how I'm supposed to consume this. So BRB. Okay, I'm BRB. Uh, So... Do you remember Jelly Bellies the first time you saw Jelly Bellies? I think I should talk a little bit more about the brand because I don't believe that... Oh, shoot. When it comes to reviewing this, actually, there's not a whole lot to say, if you haven't noticed already in this this podcast. Um, so Jelly Belly. When did Jelly Bellies first start? Because I remember the first time I like saw them or had access to them. Oh, wow. Founded 1898. So long before I became aware... Mm. After Ronald Reagan became president in 1980, the general public became aware of his preference for Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. The company supplied Reagan with Jelly Belly Jelly Beans during his eight years of presidency. Uh, We were thrilled by press reports that President Reagan gave jars of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans to visit in dignitaries. Uh, Reagan, however, started to favor M&Ms as the official White House candy during his eighth and final year in office. Uh, Reagan made them send the first jelly beans in space. Oh, Reagan made them the first jelly beans in space, sending them on the space shuttle Challenger during the STS-7 mission in 1983, surprising the astronauts. So jelly bellies have been around for a very long time and also have been to space. The company makes over 100 different confections, including chocolates, licorice, gummies, and candy corn. So it's not just jelly bellies, jelly beans. Uh, as you can tell, 
They make uh, liquid water enhancer as well. There, there's a factory in Fairfield, California, that has a factory tour, which is kind of cool if you're into it. Um, yeah, so I guess Jelly Belly's been around for a very long time. I remember in the small town that I grew up in, there was a weird, oh, what do they usually sell? They weren't like a convenience store. Every store in that town was like one thing, but also something else. Like there was a radio shack, but it was like for actual, uh, like radio equipment, like CBs and, uh, I don't know, like small transmitters, like stuff that you would use uh, in farming or agriculture or like trucking. Like it, it wasn't uh, anything like, you know, walking into the source is these days. This The source is, you, do, you can't even consider it similar to Radio Shack. Anyways, we had like a little Radio Shack, but it's also where you would go to get your hunting license sort of thing. So every store had like a side hustle. And I forget what the original hustle was of this one store, but they got in a display of Jelly Belly, like, I don't know, like 40 different flavors. And they were all named. Uh, and I had a friend. We would have been quite like maybe, maybe if he was 10, I was eight uh, or a little bit older, or a little bit younger. But anyways, he went and like filled so like a big bag of all these different types of jelly bellies and went to pay for it. And it was nearly $20. It was a big deal. I believe he had to go home and like come back with the money because $20 when you're eight is everything. Uh, I, I assume it still is with inflation. Like if you took $20 from an eight year old, they would maybe cry uh, they would be upset. They'd probably make a TikTok video about it now. I don't know what eight-year-olds do anymore. Um, I only knew what I did. But that was the first time I became aware of Jelly Belly as both a brand and as, you know, there's, there's jelly beans, which... Uh, Sometimes you would see around Easter, you'd see the like Easter ones that were really mushy in the middle. And then the little, little jelly bellies were like hyper concentrated flavor beans. They weren't these gummy seeming, you know, like if you, uh, you cook rice too long and it turns into like this glue substance. That's what those big thick jelly beans tasted like versus the jelly bellies as like just a little bit um delicious again i, I don't really eat them anymore but uh we're gonna try this right now island punch jelly belly i have here a small water of bottle small <laughs> a small bottle of water uh and uh, i'm gonna give like a good squirt okay so instantly let me shake it though. Uh, I was shocked to discover, as you can hear it in my voice, this Island Punch is nowhere near the Undertaker purple that is on the wrapping, on the branding of it. Uh, so much that, like, if you put this bottle in front of me, said, What flavor is this? and you had Island Punch next to it, I say, It's not that. It doesn't look anything like that. Uh, Bad representation. 
it's much closer to uh, sort of like Windex blue. But what it's closer to than that is, do you remember those little gummy, you used to get like, there's like gummy bears, gummy worms, gummy tape, gummy shoelaces, like all the little candies, gummy Coke bottles, delicious. Uh, you know the gummy sharks, the blue ones? It's like that color, which is kind of strange. There's there's no purple to it at all. So I'm going to give this a taste, though, because I think you know how I already feel about the look of it. Uh, let's see how it tastes. So it's really strong. Like this is, this is the strongest of the three. Uh, how many servings does it make? Does it say? Because it's again forty-eight milliliters. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have. It doesn't have anywhere on it where it says how many this will make. So I think it's way more to touch. Uh, this one actually contains 2% juice, which I don't think either of the others did. Uh, let's see if anything sticks out in the ingredients. Purified water, citric acid, concentrated white grape juice, citric acid. Again. Citric, citric, they're spelled the same. Citric acid is on here twice. Uh, natural flavor, sucralose, potassium sorbate, brilliant blue. Allure red. So this is like where color would be on some of these. Uh, I have no idea what this is a bunch of letters pushed together. Uh, that's it. 50 milligrams of sucralose per two milliliter serving. So two milliliter serving, it's 48 milliliters. What's the math on that? 24? 24 servings then. Uh, in the Jelly Belly Island Punch versus the, I believe it was 18 in the Mio Sport Orange and the, I think the Cherry Kool-Aid was 24 as well. So maybe this is kind of what we're averaging with if we're not getting into the more athletics-based liquid water enhancers. The taste again. Uh, the aftertaste is very much of you know, blackberry candies, the similar to the cherry or not the cherry, the Coke bottle candy, they're gummies. They would make raspberries and blackberries and they had a bit of a different taste. The blackberries were a little like tart and sour. This is what that tastes like. Uh, like if you threw those in a microwave and melted them into a liquid and diluted it with water, I think it's pretty close. Let me It's very close. I'm usually a pretty big fan of like strong flavors. Uh, I think smoking cigarettes for 15 years did a real number on my taste buds. Uh, and, and what I was, you know, able to pick out or where my threshold was for like how much salt I can put on something, etc. This is almost too flavorful for me. It's doing the job where I was thirsty and now I'm less thirsty, but I'm less thirsty with a little bit of jazz. There's There's been a water enhancement happening, but at the same time, 
this might be one of those occurrences where it's like I'd rather just as just a water, just water natural, water original, water classic. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna do the review right now. The Jelly Belly Island Punch Liquid Water Enhancer. It's getting a two out of seven. I don't know if possibly all of these Jelly Belly liquid water enhancers are meant to be a little bit more like punchy. I'm going to have to give the green apple a go sometime in the near future to see if that's also equally punchy. Like I'll still drink this. I'll just kind of put a little bit less than usual in it. I could see trying to incorporate this into like a mixed drink somewhere is just a splash. Sometimes you make smoothies that are really dull and it's like, oh, this needs whatever the opposite of uh, like grass and leaves, whatever the opposite of that taste is and put a little squirt of that in it. I think that would help. Other than that, I don't see a whole lot of uses and I personally probably, you know, if, if I was given a choice of several, I wouldn't even think about buying this. So, and unfortunately, this is a pretty negative review. I try not to do negative reviews because there's already some liquid water enhancers I've seen in the store that it's like, unless my financial situation changes drastically, like I can't justify buying something I know I'm not going to like. The pineapple, if you mail me, it i'll review it but i don't have the 333 <laughs> to uh to find out what i already know you know so this week's liquid water enhancer review podcast uh the jelly belly island punch it gets a two out of seven my name is michael k newton michael k newton uh m-i-c-h-a-l-k-n-e-w-t-o-n.com is where you can go to kind of take a look at other things I'm doing or have done or uh, have failed at doing. Uh, at Michael K. Newton is my Twitter. You can go creep the one or two tweets that exist. Uh, and at Michael K. Newton is my Instagram where there's way more stuff. But either way, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, just send me a message on either of those. They're open. I have really nothing to hide, so there's no blocking going on. Um, anywho... That's it. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye.